the college football experience, Nebraska Cornhuskers at the Oklahoma Sooners game preview on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona from boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a thousand dollar risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PixWise. PixWise is the number one app for free sports betting picks, props, and parlays. Download the free PixWise app now to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free to play fantasy betting contest. Every week, there's a free $350. NFL contest in a free $250 contest. Just head to oddscrowd.com to sign up. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Grab that SGPN app for free in the App Store or Google Play Store today. This is Brian Bosworth, aka The Boz, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Peace out. Boz out. Welcome to the college football experience. Nebraska Cornhuskers at the Oklahoma Sooners game preview. My name is Kobe Swinging Dan to base Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price, but no one touches Dundee. Boom! No one touches Dundee. But look, I am joined by. SGPN contributor contributor. Uh, this guy covers he's college football analyst, college basketball analyst covers a lot of other sports too. He writes a ton of great content over at the uh, sports gambling podcast. Now we're giving it up for my guy, Terrell Furman jr. Yeah, yeah. I need it. Let's go. Got another one. How you doing, Terrell? It's good to have you on previewing this game. I mean, look, you're on fire with college football this so far this year. All of our picks are on the SGPN app, and you've been charting on the uh, on the tally site when they promote the top, uh, you know, college football handicappers each week. You have charted both weeks doing the damn thing, as they say. Yeah, appreciate um, it. Appreciate it. Yeah. So here we are. Uh, Nebraska, Oklahoma, by the way, th- this was much like we just previewed Virginia tech and uh, West Virginia. This used to be an absolute huge rivalry. All right. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they go back to 1971 known as the game of the century at that time. This is a, a one that, that the big 12, uh, big eight days, they were rivals for so many years. Glad to see this game 
back happening. This game's in Norman, Oklahoma this year, but really when you go back to the big 12 days, uh, the most recent outings between these two Sooners have kind of owned them. Sooners have kind of owned them. So uh, going back to the year 2000, Nebraska and, and, uh, and Oklahoma squared off all the way into 2010 and Oklahoma eight and two in that stretch. Now, if you go before that nine and one for Nebraska, that previous decade, and then kind of five and five, I believe uh, that, that decade prior to that. But so this is a rivalry that swung back and forth, back and forth. And they're going to play this game next year in Lincoln. But right now here we are, it's going on in Norman, Oklahoma. We know the Sooners Lincoln Riley, my guy, Lincoln Riley, East Carolina represent um, their, their preseason. Some of some people had them winning the national championship preseason. So a lot of people had them in the playoffs regardless. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm one of them. I have, I have them winning national championship right now. Like if I had to put in a future right now, I put it on Oklahoma. That that's my best bet right now. Not at all concerned on that Tulane game. No, not really. I think it was very, very early. And Tulane, we can't shit on Tulane. Like we Tulane's got a pretty good offense. I like they Tulane made, this year. They, yeah, Tulane, Tulane can move the ball. So we're not gonna shit on Tulane. It was uh, but it was first game of the year, early jitters. Uh already had to change plans. This was supposed to be played in Tulane, then it got moved to um Oklahoma. So, you know, kind of like, oh, we're preparing for a road trip. Now you're going back home. You think it's a you think it the home team will have an edge, but it's just that it's a different change of planning. You're you're expecting different things on offense and defense. You're expecting to be riled and you're not riled in those certain points. So where you think it's an automatic, oh yeah, the home team should just automatically be better because now it's at home. But no, that can mess up your entire planning as a football coach and a football team perspective. And so now you just got to switch mindsets. So uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not concerned. I think that they will be all right. And I think Spencer Rattler is still a guy that can end the year in Heisman consideration. I wonder if they had played that game in new Orleans. Cause Tulane had that ball drive with Michael Pratt, the young freshman quarterback guy can play down there in, in new Orleans. And you know, I mean, they lost by five and at one point Oklahoma had a double digit lead, but Spencer Rattler also had his highs and lows that game. Couple, mm-hmm. couple bad reads, a couple picks. Um, I wonder if that game was played in New Orleans. What does that shake out differently? But still, last week they take on Western Carolina. <laughs> I I don't understand why that game was played. At least place I don't know. I could dive into why you know place someone locally. I mean that game West Western yeah. Carolina. They were like a one win team in the FCS last year. It doesn't make any sense that that game's happening. I don't know how much I locked up Oklahoma minus like 49 last week. That thing hit for me because I knew Western Carolina was that bad, but how much do we learn by that game? I don't think we learned anything. No, no, probably not. Probably not just another week for the offense to kind of try out some new, uh, some new things, figure out what works the defense kind of get their legs under them again. And everybody just kind of, you know, get themselves together as a team. They call it a money game for a reason. It's something to get the team to get, get the team together. Cause you know, they don't have any preseason games and that's really what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So then on the other side of this, you get Nebraska, Scott Frost. I mean, you want a chance to save your job. This is the good thing about life. All right. Is there's always a second chance because you come out early, you lay an egg, and a game that you should, uh, that Illinois team has since lost to UTSA has since got housed by Virginia. Um, and, and really the stats say you should have won that, that 
uh, Nebraska, Illinois matchup week zero. You didn't, it was an embarrassing loss. I think for the program, it was an embarrassing loss for Scott Frost. I, I think a lot of people were calling for his job. Lucky uh, he did lose his job. Yeah. Could have, could have been like clay Hilton and lost his job right then and there. So I, I think what saved him is the new athletic director, because if you're just coming in, man, you're trying to catch up, you know, yeah, uh, you don't want to make, <laughs> make no quick decisions. Yeah, like, let's not exactly. make a quick decision here. Uh, Trev Alberts, the former uh, uh, Cornhusker linebacker into the new athletic director, but just stepping in like a week before that game. Um, and really Adrian Martinez had a lot of problems that game besides like an 80 yard touchdown run. But then week two, they took on Fordham. <laughs> Look, I shit on Western Carolina. So I got to shit on Fordham a little bit. Although I think Fordham would beat Western Carolina. Um, they struggled in the first half against Fordham. Now they opened it up in the second half, ended up looking like a blowout on the box score. Kind of concerning that first half though. But I could tell you this last week, they take on the Buffalo bulls. Who's been very good in the Mac with Leopold as head coach and, and, and Mark Maurice uh, Linquist took over that spot, looked really good out the gate. They won 28 to three against the Buffalo bulls. Martinez. Mm-hmm. I think the most impressive thing for me in this game is he played turnover free football. And look as a, as a guy that I, I saw potential in Adrian Martinez when he was a freshman that stepped on the field, but yep. his real knock has been the guy is careless with the football. He is careless. Yeah. And I love it. I love it. I love that he played a turnover free game because <laughs> guess what? Regression to the mean. Regression <laughs> to the mean. I'm not trying to give away where I'm at too early, but just know regression to the mean. Adrian Martinez, 13 of 19 last week, 242 yards, two touchdowns. He also had 112 yards rushing. Now that's the real concern for me. Is I I'm not a big fan of the system that Scott Frost runs at Nebraska. It worked at UCF, but I almost think you you need to run that at UCF with your speed. You got playmakers at UCF, Nebraska. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. They recruited really well that first year for frost, but all those players transferred out. Um, Martinez is to me, he's a guy that can be your difference maker. If he takes care of the rock, he can, he's like your one home run threat on this team. Mm -hmm. I think you need to get Marquis step the USC transfer more into the game. I mean, back in that Illinois game, he jumped off screen is like, Hey, this is the guy that actually can like break a tackle. And, and cause they got, I'll be honest, man. They got a couple guys that can't really do much. Uh, you know, whether it's, I understand the freshman running back was playing decently good. Uh, you know, I think the first half of that Illinois game, but overall, I think they lack explosive players on this Nebraska offense. Um, now I will say this, you know, getting uh Samari Torre, the, the Montana transfer, he's a grad transfer. And I think, you know, this guy was really good in the FCS. He had a big game uh, last week and the game prior. Now that's Fordham and Buffalo, perhaps him, his continuity and, and getting more comfortable with Adrian, with Adrian Martinez can be, can be what's needed here. But uh, I, I think the real problem is explosive plays on offense and lack of taking care of, you know, t- uh, the, the special teams was horrible in that Illinois game. They haven't took care of the ball great at all under Scott Frost. I mean, you look, go back and look at last season. They could have had a lot of gr- of wins based on their yardage output where they didn't take care of the rock. And, and, and that's why you went home with an L and that's why Scott Frost is, is, you know, you know, every week by week right now, he could be fired. So yeah, um, that, that to me is the big factor in this game. I, I'll tell you this, man, I was impressed with the Nebraska defensive line in the Illinois game. And since that's the best opponent, 
I think maybe, maybe Buffalo beats Illinois. I don't know. Um, that was to me the, the best uh, thing that jumped off screen to me was I liked the Cornhusker defensive line. I know, you know, they, they have a top notch corner in cam Taylor Britt. Um, but this is also the guy that, that, that made a big turnover in the, in the game uh, against the Illini. So uh, yes. Can they, can they not kill themselves and stay in this game is the real question. Now, no. <laughs> but now, now, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> now for Oklahoma, Spencer Rattler, you know, I mean, his stats look really fantastic after that Western Carolina output, you know, the guy's thrown for 547 yards, completing 77% of his passes, 8.4 yards of completion, six touchdowns, two picks. Um, and both those picks uh, occurring in the two lane game. Yep. So, so uh, the, their, their backfield has a really decent amount of cap- capable running backs, Kennedy Brooks, Eric gray, uh, Eric Gray, the Tennessee transfer. This guy can play the receivers. We know they're loaded. Uh, Marvin Mims, uh, that guy's a beast. Michael Woods, the Arkansas transfer. Mario Williams. They got a stud tight end in Austin Stogner. I guess my question is: Is can Nebraska's defense stay in this game? The line is at twenty-two points. What is the key for for Nebraska staying in this game? Like just out the gate, no turnovers. Obviously I think that's the big thing because this has been killing this team forever. But I, I just think survive the first quarter. I think a, avoiding a hot start because if, if, the, if Oklahoma yeah. comes out hot, Nebraska doesn't have the firepower to stay in that. That's, that, that's really my assessment of Nebraska with a double. Digit. They can't get into a shootout. They yeah. cannot get into a shootout yeah. with Oklahoma. They're not going to win that. They're not going to win that. They, the key to this game is getting turnovers. They have to limit their turnovers. They have to get turnovers. That's the only way that they're going to get an edge on this game, get turnovers, get a short field and be able to put some quick points on the board because this Oklahoma team is going to drive the ball regardless, regardless of this. We talk about, you know, college football defenses versus college football offenses. And we all agree that the offenses have an edge over the defenses pretty much almost all every hundred percent of the time. If you have a good offense and a good defense, that offense normally can get the ball and put up 20 something points. And this Oklahoma offense is good. This is the same thing that we saw last year where we're like, here comes Oklahoma. They kind of get this little tune up game and they look good. And then they have some adversity early in the year. And that's what that Tulane was. Tulane game is, is this offense just starts slower than most Oklahoma offenses that we know. We got to think about who Spencer Rattler is. Spencer Rattler came to, uh, Lincoln Riley as a true freshman and got put out there out the gate. Like that doesn't happen for Lincoln Riley. Think of the quarterbacks Lincoln Riley has yeah. had over the past few years. You have Jalen Hurts, Alabama transfer. You have Kyler Murray, Texas Tech transfer, Baker Mayfield, Texas Tech. Like you're getting these guys and they are veteran quarterbacks who can come in, know the system, learn the system really quick and go out there and give you a quick output. And that's just not who Spencer Rattler was. You can't treat him like that. He is a guy coming straight out of high school and thrown into one of the biggest power five schools to be the quarterback and to make this team look good. So that's why he had a rough stretch early on last year. That's why he looked kind of rusty and kind of off in the first part of that Tulane game before they really kicked up the gears in that second half. And Nebraska just caught them at a bad spot. Now he had, now he's had two games under his belt this season. He looks good. He's feeling good. The, if Nebraska wants to win this game, they have to force turnovers early. They have to force turnovers early. They have to get in Spencer Rattler's head. And I don't think they're going to do that with this kid. Uh, 
Well, I mean, here's my thing that stood out from that. By the way, Kyler, I know, I think you know this. I think you just missed. Uh, Kyler Murray was A and M transfer. A and M yeah, transfer. My bad. A and M. But to me, the thing that stood out more. Yes, Rattler struggled a little bit in, to start that game off against against uh, Tulane. But then he got hot, and and then you saw, you know, what what we all saw, you know, last season, a, a kid that looks really, really good. But then to me, the more thing that's the, the thing that stood out the most to me was Alex Grinch brought in this defense. And, and I think that was a good hire. I like Alex Grinch back to his days at Washington state with our boy, Mike Leach. But this is a guy that, uh, that this is supposed to be the difference in there in this Oklahoma's finally building a defense, right? Well, guess what? Against to, uh, I almost said Toledo against Tulane. I had some questions on that defense. And to me, if, if Nebraska can find a way to move the ball on that defense, the way that they did, uh, you know, the way that Tulane did, I think they could stay in this game because I can tell you this. I think Nebraska is Adrian Martinez. It's Adrian (laughs) Martinez. So, okay. So if we look at it and we look at it, passing the ball is really where that defense kind of went. It was struggled. They were pretty good rushing the ball there. Uh, allowing the 32nd best point um, yards per rush in the whole, all of college football. So that's pretty, pretty good for right now. Now, granted, yes, it's Tulane. Yes, it's Western Carolina, but a lot of schools are playing, you know, crappy teams first too, and, and allowing more. So um, it's throwing the ball. And at this point, do we really trust Adrian Martinez as a passer? Like, do we, how does Adrian Martinez play football? He plays football like a backyard style of football. And you got to let him just go out there and just say, Hey, throw out the playbook, go out there and make a play, just go out there and make a play. And we've realized that at, over time, we've seen that Scott Frost does not want AJ Martinez to play like that. He wants to turn AJ Martinez more into a pro style quarterback. And that's just not who he is. And that's when he makes the mistakes and makes the turnovers. And I think this is, I think this is going to be OU's defense coming out party for real. Like, I think this is going to be the coming out party for OU's defense. And we're going to look at this game and we're going to come back because now is Nebraska a terrible team? No, they're not terrible. They're just not good. They're not good, but they're not my, terrible. My thing is, is they kill themselves. Yeah. They kill themselves. And I wish they had a little more explosion at like the receiver spot or running back yeah. spot. Like to me, like they're, they lack their, their big play guy is Adrian Martinez as much he, as he really yeah, is. Yeah. He really is. It is. They go as far as Adrian Martinez takes them. And if Adrian Martinez does not have a good game, that game, then that's it. Like there's yeah. no, the defense doesn't pick up the slack for him. The playmakers can't just take the ball on a three yard, four yard slant and take it 20 yards, uh, run after the catch. Yeah. Like, no, it goes as far as Adrian Martinez wants to take them. And this defense is going to give them problems. Like they are going to have problems with this defense. I do believe this defense is a lot better. And as they go and they're looking and they're thinking a couple years down the road of, Hey, sec teams, like, you know, we're coming over there too. And we're not just going to be one of those teams that's just predicated on offense. We're going to have the defense with it too. I think that has been a focal point for Lincoln Riley and this team for a number of years. And honestly, that is the reason that they cannot win in the college football playoff because of the defense. The defense is always the thing that holds them back. And that's another reason why I'm, I'm higher on them this year is because now it looks like they have like a defense that can compete with other top five schools. Well, Grinch, Grinch definitely did a great job. Uh, even last year, I thought uh, he's really, you know, stepping that defense up. Uh, the line is 22 points. The over under 61 and a half Nebraska's plus nine fifty on the money line. I only allude to that. <laughs> I only allude to that because let's chase history here. 
Oklahoma uh, last year. Here we Oklahoma go. last year loses to K State and Iowa State in the first month of the season, right? Mm-hmm. And and I mean that K State team, that team was not an explosive offense, right? I mean, yes, they had Deuce Vaughn, but th- this is still a, a secondary that they were used. They had COVID issues. They were putting like wide receivers in the defensive backfield, and they won that game in Norman the year prior. You, you look at 2019. Lincoln Riley's mo really has been slow starts, uh, because yes, they uh, they started out. You know, f- uh, actually, I mean, in, in 19, their loss came in October against Kansas State. But I'm just saying, they normally will will find a way to slip somewhere in the in the in the regular season. All right, mm-hmm. now I'm not saying it's going to be this game, but I'm saying that money lines out there. If you're brave enough to say it's this game, plus nine fifty is a hell of a payout. All right, that's all I'm saying. All right, and if you're thinking about taking Nebraska plus nine fifty, then my cash app is uh, <laughs> money sign really <laughs> real seven five seven. Just go ahead and send it over to me, and I will make some very good use on it by putting it on OU minus twenty two and a half. There you go. Are you locking yeah, for this? Sure. Twenty. Oh, I'm absolutely. Absolutely locking this. It's Adrian <laughs> Martinez, man. Come on. Like we, we talk about this and I tell you guys, I told you during the Illinois game, don't put your faith in Adrian Martinez. He's going to lose you the game. And this, and this is going to be one of the instances. Like I think this Oklahoma defense is really good. I think that they struggled a little bit uh, in that first game, stopping the pass with uh, Tulane and Tulane is, I think Tulane is a better offense than Nebraska. If you want to be honest. So well, I, I definitely uh, think they have better wide receiver. Like I think they have more, exp- and you can make actually, yeah, I, I will say Michael Pratt. It, Adrian Martinez is not consistent. He has flashes where he looks really good. You know, a possession yes. here, a possession there. Michael Pratt, that quarterback of Tulane, I'm convinced that dude is like a, a, one of the low key, you know, best quarterbacks in America. Yeah, I know he's only a freshman, but I'm saying I w- I've been I was impressed with him last year in his original freshman season. You know how they get the extra freshman se- or the extra year mm-hmm. of eligibility because of COVID. So far, I think this kid looks amazing. So yeah, uh, you could say Tulane's got the better quarterback, and uh, definitely I think some more skilled wide receivers there. But let's let's key, it, let's key in on the rivalry here. Look, the last no, time no, they wait, played, wait, 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 wait. Before you, before, <laughs> no, no, no. Before we get to that, I got to get back to you on coming for last year because I was talking about my guy Spencer Rattler early, and we got to remember Spencer. I was a red shirt freshman last year. Yeah. Like, can we just think about Lincoln Riley's offense and how? particular it is and for, to have a red shirt freshman come in as your quarterback, some an offense that really you need veteran quarterbacks to run and to get it off rip. It was no way they weren't losing those first two games, like those first couple of games. Yeah. It was no way they were definitely, they weren't ready and they weren't ready. And as you seen that team last year, as they started to grow and Spencer Rattler, you saw him settle in into that offense and make the right plays, do what he needs to do. And then look, they came back and they beat Iowa state when it mattered yeah. in the big 12 championship game. So but you, you didn't see a little bit of that in, in the Tulane game when he throws, throws a couple picks and Tulane has and, that and ball. He's with got, the it, he got it out of system. He got <laughs> it out of his system already. Now we're on to Nebraska. He knows the rivalry. Everybody knows the rivalry. And so this is going to be the opportunity. This is going to be the coming out party for OU. And we're going to be looking at OU after this game. Like, yeah, they're definitely a national championship contender for sure. Perhaps, perhaps look 10 years ago, the last time they played actually 11 years ago, December 4th, 2010, the last time they played uh, that Oklahoma won 23, 20, you go to 2009, Nebraska wins 10 to three. 
Uh, I look, you go the year before that and Oklahoma destroyed them, but I'm telling you rivalry. And I believe in pressure. I believe in pressure. This is Scott Frost. You're running out of opportunity, Scott Frost. Yeah. Your team's got to show up and at least be competitive. So they, they, if, if they lose by seven, I think Nebraska fans are saying, okay, okay. We're building something. Maybe we can, maybe we can still win the big 10 West. If they lose by 40 or 30 or whatever it is, the 20, 28, I think he might be, he might be jobless in a week. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And you know, you kind of, you kind of sway me a little bit with the rivalry at most rivalries. If you tell me I'm getting 22 and 22 points, I'm going to be like, Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm taking, I'm taking the dog, but this Oklahoma team, I think this Oklahoma team is a national championship contender for real this time. Not just somebody, not a college playoff contender, an actual national championship contender this year. And this Nebraska team is just up in flames right now, up in flames. They got a lot going on. And then uh, they're beginning the back-to-back road stretch. They're going to have to go on the road to Michigan state next week. Uh, they're looking good looking too. Michigan state is yeah. looking good. Yeah. 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 Michigan state it looks great. So um, I don't know, man. I don't think that Nebraska is ready. I don't think that they're going to have that team put together and Oklahoma is going to play fast. They're going to play hard. And it's, it might just be two different classes right here. So Terrell Furman jr. He is taking the Oklahoma Sooners. Lock it up. Yeah, there we go. Lock it up. Um, that is a Terrell Furman special. I get that money. Um, all right. Well, look, w- let me ask you this before I get to my pick here. I think everyone knows where c- kind of where I'm going here. Cause I'm going to live and die with, 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 with something, but 61 and a half is that over under you're taking the over, right? Yeah. yeah I think the over is the play, I they, right? I think that they can, I think Oklahoma is going to put up a massive amount of points and I think Nebraska is not going to lie down. Like they're not going to lie down. They're going to try to keep this close and they may try to keep it close in the first half. So they may try to keep it a closer game in the first half, but then that second half is when Oklahoma just proves that, Hey, no, we're in a league of our own. We need a very good win over a power five team because when we get closer and closer to that college football playoff time and in the seating, every single win matters and not just how, what one win and that you want, but how you want. So you gotta make, you gotta make these teams look like Vince meat. Like, like you gotta make them look bad early, like any chance you get, if you can blow somebody out, you gotta blow somebody out. Cause it, apparently that's what the college football committee wants. Like they want to yeah. see blowouts by these major teams. You don't see Alabama coming anywhere and letting teams hang around or anything like that. So you got to go out there and you got to blow them out too. Uh, well, look, I, I, I said before, I think frost is going to get to a bowl game and obviously the Illinois game really concerning for me, but I'm going to live and die by the fact. I think Nebraska is going to find themselves in a bowl, right? So, okay. Give me the corn Oscars plus 22 points. Dundee special. All right. Here it goes. I'm not locking this though. (laughs) (laughs) I am not locking this one, man. I'm sorry, Adrian Martinez, but Hey, I'm saying I got to pick a side of this. I'm taking 22. Uh, It's a rivalry game and the pressure for Scott Frost for his team to perform and look decent it doesn't get any higher in my opinion. So give me the 22 points. Give me the corn husters guys. If you're a first time listener to the college football experience, make sure you subscribe because me, Terrell Furman, jr. Patty C NC Nick, we handicap every single division one college football and college basketball game. Yeah. Oklahoma fans out there listening, Porter Moser. 
that's a great hire. We're going to be talking college basketball as that, as that heats up in, in November. And also Fred Hoiberg doing a decent job in Nebraska on the recruiting front. Can he, you know, turn that into some wins? Nebraska hasn't been in a tor- in the tournament in like f- fucking forever. So perhaps get a little buzz around the program. We will have you covered talking college basketball come November. But like I said, we talk college football over here. We talk college basketball the, on the college basketball experience feed over there. Subscribe to both, but you're going to get all of our picks for free, right? Me, Patty C NC Nick been over 500 for four years, picking every single division one football and, and basketball game. Terrell Furman jr. New, new here, uh, making picks with us. He's killing it the first two weeks. And obviously he was doing it some last year. I mean, he was, do, he was still making picks. It just wasn't on our, on our records. The guy knows the sport, check him out. But all these picks are for free via the SGPN app, which you can download for free at the Apple store or Google play store. You'll get all of our locks. You'll get all of our content guest appearances, whether it's Mike Leach, whether it's uh, you know, Al Harrington. I don't know. I mean, we, we got a ton of guys coming on talking, talking sports all the time. So you're going to get all of that for free via the SGPN app. So make sure you grab that thing. And if you do give us a five-star review, say some nice things about us. And if you do that, take a screenshot, find me on Twitter at the Colby D give me a follow, show me that screenshot and I'll send you a college experience t-shirt. Simple deal right there. Simple deal. Um, at the Colby D like I said, Terrell Furman jr. He's on Twitter at really rel underscore underscore. Give him a follow. Trust me guys been on fire so far with the college football season. So give him a follow and I'm sure you'll be happy with what you see. Um, to Patty C is on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Those guys, my co-hosts on other episodes, and they know the sport as well as any as well. So follow them and the college football experience new to Twitter, new to Instagram at TCE on SGPN. Give that a follow. And don't forget to, f- to follow the sports gambling podcast network, the SGP network on Twitter. Give that a follow. And uh, yeah, check out the Slack channel sports gambling podcast as well. So we're split here. So we're going to have some shit to talk next week. All right. So there you go. All right, folks, this is the college football experience. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here.